We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by DraftKings. It is Friday, March 16th, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! No Shannon today. He's on a. I like, I like the good reason he's not here. He's going to Portland to see Blazers Pistons. That's the, a solid reason for missing a pod. That is a PTO in the uh, Rotowire Fantasy Basketball podcast uh hr handbook uh this podcast is available on itunes and stitcher feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues you know that we'd love to have it you can also listen to this podcast and all the other great rotowire podcasts maybe you're getting into mlb fantasy we've got a lot of those podcasts available to you on rotowire.com check them out there synopsis of today's show no surprise folks we're going to keep it the same way that we've done it all season it's worked it's award-winning so we're going to kick things off with some top news led by ken 
Then we're going to get we're into gonna our butcher some names, butcher some names, and we'll, we'll review <laughs> Ken's performance at the end of this podcast, as we always do. We'll see if he's better or worse without Shannon looking over his shoulder. Um, <laughs> broad topic of the day. We're getting late in the season, folks. Head to head playoffs are starting here. If they haven't started already in some of your deeper leagues, they're going to be starting over the next couple weeks. So Ken and I are going to go over head to head playoff strategy. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we focused on some last-ditch efforts you can make in rotisserie leagues, and this week we'll devote our time and attention to head-to-head playoff strategy as those leagues get kicked off here over the next couple of weeks. We'll finish up with some DraftKings picks, and then Ken, of course, will sneak in his old man rant somewhere along the course of today's podcast. Ken, let's get it started with some top news. Yeah, let's start with the uh, NBA champion Golden State Warriors, where there's a chance tonight tonight that Draymond Green is the only man standing for Golden State. Curry out with an ankle issue, his lingering ongoing ankle issue. Clay Thompson got a fractured thumb. That's legitimate. That ain't resting. That's a real injury. And then we got a questionable Kevin Durant with a ribs issue. Uh, DJ, if you're Steve Kerr, is there any reason to play guys that have any injury issue for your Warriors? Hmm. A little bit. You you really don't. I mean, momentum is. You're one two thing. games back at Houston. I don't You're think they ahead of Portland. Right. They're locked into the two seed at some point very soon. Mathematically, they will be guaranteed at least the two seed, even if they finish with a below 500 record for the rest of the season, because they're ten games ahead of the number three Trailblazers right now, who we'll talk about a little bit later. I get what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. Um, And especially because these guys can use the first or maybe even the second round to warm up in preparation for the Western Conference Finals against likely the Rockets and in the finals of probably the Cavaliers or whoever comes out of the the East. Um, But there's something to be said for limping into the playoffs, even when you're the best team of all time. Um, Mentally, I think that's, you know, not the best way to go into it. Um, And if it's been maybe a month, a month and a half since you've had your full squad on the court together, I don't think that's the greatest way to start the playoffs. But all that being said, they are the best team ever. I think they can easily use the first round of their playoffs as kind of warming back up with all those guys healthy. So would I be surprised um, if, if, if Kerr rested most of these guys for the rest of the regular season? No, I wouldn't be surprised again. Well, and you know, we're rough. Each team has roughly 14 games left. So frankly, if, the, if they're truly dinged up, you can rest them now and you can still have seven, eight, nine regular season games to get back into form. There's, there's time in the season to get back into form. Uh, the only issue being Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson's out two, three weeks, right? Yeah, he's he has a uh, arguably the most severe out of all these. Um, at least in right. firmly putting him on the bench. Curry is probably just you know they're going to take an extra couple games or an extra couple weeks just to make sure his ankle's all good. And I think the NBA in general undervalues how well Clay Thompson plays defense. The fantasy community is always angry at him because he doesn't have these huge upside games that they want when they rest Kerr. But uh, I feel like basketball wise. Thompson's D is sure you know in terms of best two-way players in the game you've got Kawhi you've got Jimmy Butler and I think Clay Thompson might be in that discussion is he Kawhi Leonard no is he Jimmy Butler probably not Um, but I think he's probably leading the pack in terms of that next tier of uh, how valuable he is when it comes to both sides of the court Uh, and actually speaking of seeding 
before we get to topic two, you know, talk about where the Warriors will be seated. It does seem like they're locked into number two. I love the LeBron James quote from about a week ago where they were asking him about, is he worried about where the Cavs are going to be seated? And what did he say? He said, it was some, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, um, I don't think there's a team in the NBA that wants me showing up in their arena in round one. <laughs> that was so awesome. I'm like, yes. So I, that's I lo- the kind of trash talk I want to hear more of. We're lo- just like, yeah, I love BS it when players the whole just, season. Yeah, just I love it when players put it out there. I mean, we all know right. it. That's the truth. Right. It's not like he's 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 being like giving a bombastic statement. That that's the truth. He's telling the truth. I love it. Right. No NBA team wants to play the Cavs in the first round. You know, the Wizards aren't going to be like, ooh, yeah, let's take Cleveland. You know? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Topic two. Let's go to your hometown of Oklahoma City. The Kiwi, Stephen Adams, is questionable tonight against the Clippers and DeAndre Jordan. Are we looking at another night of small ball for your Thunder? Yeah, it's interesting. So last game, let's just look at who they played. They played the Atlanta Hawks. That's important to note. And they won 119 to 107 while largely playing small ball um, with, uh, I think they were rolling out uh, Grant uh, for well, most. Grant got the bulk of minutes. He didn't start. Who's the young center they had start? The, uh, Dakari uh, Johnson, but he only played seven yes. minutes. So he's just a filler, right? So, you know, when you look at the minutes, they definitely were going small ball with Carmelo playing a lot of a power forward. I don't know if they can do that against the Clippers, although the one thing I will say that's working in their favor is I don't think any team is really intimidated by DeAndre Jordan getting the ball down in the block and, and going to work. Um, so that's right. the one thing they have going in their favor. But I don't think it's as easy as saying, well, last game they, they, they did that and it worked and they won because the Hawks are just one of the worst teams in the NBA. And I think multiple strategies against the Hawks are going to work. So um, small ball looks like it's going to happen, assuming Adams is out. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as effective as it was against the Hawks, though. Well, and DeAndre Jordan, while drastically improving his free throw shooting this year, up from 48 to 61 percent, still quite the hack a hack a yes. center option, too, if they have to go that route. Plenty of bench guys, the Thunder, that have six fouls to give. I would because uh, of because of that for for normal reasons and because of the fact that the Thunder might have to go small, rendering DeAndre Jordan, you know, not able to play. Uh, I would be very wary of, of using DeAndre tonight in DFS. Right, right. Uh, Resist the allure of Jordan not facing a center because his minutes might be down. Uh, Good news in Denver, where Gary Harris was able to avoid uh, what looks like a knee injury as the x-rays came back negative. He got to play 28 minutes in the win over Shannon's Pistons. Jokic with his eighth triple-double of the season. Um, That's going to lead me, and then let let me lead into other West news where the Blazers beat the Cavs for their 11th straight win. Utah spanks Phoenix, lowly Phoenix for their eighth straight win. Really what I'm getting at here with all this Western news is, DJ, which of the two of the eight teams fighting for six West spots, which two do not make the playoffs all right great question here ken and i think that's what's going to make the final you know 15 14 games of this season so interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every time i see the trailblazers as number three i kind of like scratch my eyes and i'm just like is that right and so i guess you have to lock them in <laughs> i called because it i called it i know my, you did but that was so crazy yeah. Well, first of all, you had to take something bold, right? You couldn't yes. say LeBron James will be good, right? <laughs> but I thought I thought uh, uh, the Dirty Nursich, I thought he'd be good. 
I thought they had a, a legit big three. Uh, and it's sort of proving out, kind of. It's really just the guards still taking off in Portland. But anyway, go ahead. So Portland, you have to assume, though, is at least a lock to make it, right? Right, because they have a three-game lead over the, the next closest, which would be the Thunder and the Timberwolves and the Pelicans with 29 losses. So I think the Timberwolves are going to slide out. Um, right now, technically, they're the five-seed. It only takes three days for them to drop down uh, to the nine or even the ten seed based on the way the schedule is are out. If you're looking at all these teams involved right now, the three teams playing the worst are the Timberwolves, who are five and five over the last ten, the Spurs, who are four and six over the last ten, and old the, legs getting older. Yep, and the Nuggets, who are five and five. Um, so those would be my three teams to look at with special importance on the Timberwolves and the Nuggets as the two teams. Teams not making it. I think the Spurs will find a way. Um, I'm not, you know, Clippers could could fit in there. They're surprising everybody, um, considering they traded away their best player. Um, but I have the least faith in the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, despite the Nuggets getting Paul Millsap back. Really, you like the Clippers over the Nuggets, huh? You know what? I, I just I, I think they've captured you know lightning in a bottle to like a small degree. Um, with whatever the chemistry they have going on there. And the Nuggets just, I mean, they have a winning record. They're 38 and 31, but there's just something about them where they can't get over the hump. They can't string together. We're talking about all these teams, and, and the separation here is can you put 8, 9, 10 wins together? And the Nuggets are one of those teams that have been incapable of doing that, unlike the Blazers, the Thunder, um, you know the Pelicans, even the Jazz, and so that's going to be the biggest separator: is how many wins can you stack up in a row? And, and the Nuggets are incapable of playing elevated basketball night in, night out, like some of these other teams are. Do the Spur? So your inclusion of the Spurs does that assume that we do see Kawhi Leonard before the season ends? Yeah, we were all hoping that he'd come back Thursday. Reports were suggesting that he would do as such. Um, I, I mean. There's never been more pressure on a player to return from injury, right? Um, you've got mm-hmm. this amazing streak going on for the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs have kind of put Kawhi's toughness out there in the public, saying he's been cleared. You know, he can come back whenever right. he wants. It's on um, him. It's on him. Right. Yeah. So he, he's certainly on the hot seat, whether he wanted to be or not. Um, I think he comes back, gives them a nice little boost. And even if he doesn't come back, I think the Spurs find a way. Um, and I don't even need to state the reasons why. There's just a, a steady, reliable system in place for them like there is not for the Clippers, the Nuggets, and I think you can even say the Timberwolves because they, they've never been in this position before. What what makes Sa- San Antonio, I would think, that much more anxious for Leonard to come back? There's a lot of obvious reasons, but it's not just making the playoffs. They can easily sneak into being the sixth or fifth seed, which means they're going to get – a team of almost the same record in that first round. So now you're, you go from, they can easily go from sneaking into the playoffs to suddenly almost being favorites in the first round. Yeah. I mean, if Kawhi comes back and he's fully healthy when the playoffs start and you know, the trailblazers are three and, and the Spurs are, are six um, and they play off against each other. Trailblazers are going to be incredibly pissed. They're going to wish that they did not go on a winning streak because they would much rather face anybody (laughs) else. So the Spurs are kind of like if Kawhi comes back and he's fully healthy, are going to be a grenade when it comes to seeding. Um, and man, oh man, would it be funny if Kawhi is healthy and they sneak in as the eights and they play the Rockets. I think that's closer to an even series than people are willing to admit. Yes, the Rockets have played amazing this season. Yes, they're the best team in regular season team in the NBA so far this year. But if Kawhi is healthy, 
um, you know, the Rockets are going to be worried. Some some spur, some reserve spur takes out Zaza in game one just to even, you know, to settle the score. Yeah, it could be a good series. Sure. Yeah, if they go up against the Warriors, who knows? The Warriors are the one team where it's like they're just going to win anyway. Um, but we did talk about them limping yeah. into the playoffs with injuries. So the last thing they want to see is a healthy Kawhi and Greg Popovich looking across them in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. True, true. All right, let's go north of the border. Raptors win their 11th straight by beating the Pacers. Uh, seems like to me the Viper, Victor Oladipo, is running out of gas a little, maybe getting a little tired, uh, not used to being the lead man all season for a squad. And I have to have to point out Malcolm Miller, a two-way G League contract player from my hometown of Gaithersburg, Maryland, got his third start last night, 25-year-old rookie, four points, four boards, frankly kind of a start, uh, starter in name only, not getting a whole lot of shot attempts. Um, kind of illuminates, though, DJ, who is the Raptors starting forward, or, I'm sorry, starting small forward for these playoffs? I don't want to mince words here, Ken, um, by saying it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. The small forward for the Raptors, um, as a starter, that is, is is mostly just a placeholder. So just get whatever guy plays best defense. A three and D? Just three and D? Just a three and D. Somebody you kind of have to respect um, if he's sitting out there um, beyond the arc, um, but doesn't need to do anything more than that because we've got two major focal points in DeRozan and Lowry. You can toss in Ibaka if you want. Um, really, the thing that they need to be aware of and concerned of when picking out whoever that small forward is going to be is don't mess up whatever the heck is going on with their second unit because their second unit is easily the best in the NBA right now. Um, so to me, that means that Norman Powell needs to continue coming off the bench, Pascal, Pascal Siakam, uh, Van Vliet. Those guys need to continue playing together. Um, so I think that your boy Malcolm Miller might actually be the perfect fit because he's inconsequential when it comes to that. That second unit mm, you don't think cj miles a little spacing on the floor not as strong defense because he's getting older but he always has good steals i like i like cj miles in that second unit too if, you, if you've got powell miles siakam can stretch the court van vliet can shoot threes um switch things up and in in depending on the team they're going against that could be really rough for a, a, an opposing team's second second string team or you know their B team that they throw out there. So right. it's all about matchups, Ken. But I would say don't don't stress about it too much. Whoever that small forward is is not going to be that fantasy relevant if you're looking at playoff fantasy formats. They're mostly just going to be a placeholder as well. The other players around them are, are racking up the counting stats. All right, I'll, I'll try to lower my stress level on the small forward situation in Toronto. Thank you. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> but dj let me ask you another question what's better than fantasy sports easy answer here ken and that's the future of fantasy sports and the fantasy gold team is bringing you just that welcome to DraftDaily.com. it's crypto it's currency it's sports DraftDaily.com is the new standard in the fantasy sports industry with almost non-existent fees 100 percent trackable transactions and zero percent risk of chargebacks they're taking the industry by storm making the game we all love both safer safer and cheaper to play. They've brought both fantasy sports and blockchain technology together to create the ultimate user experience and platform, DraftDaily.com. On DraftDaily.com, their users can play without worry and without fees digging into their profits. DraftDaily.com is introducing cryptocurrencies to the masses. What better way to do that than to merge crypto with fantasy sports? 
on DraftDaily.com. You play with and win cryptocurrency. Secure your place in history. Play on DraftDaily.com today, where players and the game they love are the focus. DraftDaily.com. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Let's go ahead and get into our broad topic of the day, Ken. That's head-to-head playoff strategy. Like I said, if you haven't started yet, you'll probably start next week or the week after that with your playoffs in head-to-head formats. We've got four points to focus on. I'm sure we'll go on a tangent here or there. I'm going to let Ken kick, kick things off here with his thing that he would like to relay to our listeners when constructing your head-to-head playoff lineup. Ken, go ahead. Uh, oh, thank you, sir. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I just always look at whatever the strength of my head-to-head playoff opponent is and tank it. So, for instance, I'm looking – I. Actually, have a one. I'm in my grad school league here. Uh, uh, the four top teams actually clinched the playoffs a little while ago. Uh, I think I'm playing against a point guard heavy squad. Um, they've got uh, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, and other quality point guards. Um, so I'm just going to tank assists. I'm going to kill them with big man stats. This is a turnover league. So frankly, that you know he, uh, she is point guard heavy and gonna get a lot of great assists but also a heck of a lot of turnovers that's fine i'm gonna pound them down low on the block i'm gonna win field goal percentage i'm gonna win blocks i'm gonna win rebounds i'm gonna win turnovers uh and uh i don't know simple strategy because all i care about is getting to the championship level uh and then i'll worry about which categories to flip uh based on that next opponent but i'm 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 squarely focused on the strengths and weaknesses of my next opponent with who i decide to play there you go yep um don't be afraid to punch your opponent's best category um so that leads into uh you know one thing that i'll pass along here is that you can't play for every category a win is a win right if, if you're in a nine category lead all you need is five categories in your favor and you win you move on um so don't play for oh. every category a win is a win especially don't try to find a way to surmount or surpass uh, your opponent's best category let them have that they can have one and you can have the other eight or seven it, it's completely fine um so that's that's point number two point number three here is is a little tough it's not as fun for some of you folks out there but you have to look at the numbers if you're not pulling out a calculator when you're constructing your lineup you're doing it wrong uh it's just plain and simple fantasy sports is about the numbers you can't look at the players names and just make assumptions and whatnot you literally need to pull out your calculator you need to be counting up average point average stats per game and seeing where you stack up at the end of the week you should either be saying that that fell right in line with my projections or, you know, wow, you know, at least you'll know where, where things went to right. You can say, well, this guy, this guy, and this guy did not perform as well as he did this season. So if you're not pulling out a calculator, calculating some stats based on average, um, you know, counting stats per game, you're doing it wrong. Don't be afraid to pull out that calculator. Last thing Numbers. I'll- 
Numbers are not a bad thing. Numbers good, are not a bad thing. Good employment skills. Don't fear the numbers. Yeah, fantasy sports just should just be called, you know, you know, number sports or something like that. Fantasy sports <laughs> is numbers. It's all about the numbers. So if you you got to pull out that calculator and get after it. I'm going to add a bonus one, Ken, but I'll go over our fourth games and final played. point here. Uh, games, games well, played. yeah, games played is incredibly important. You know, if you get. Three games of Steph Curry versus four games of a, you know, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan might actually be uh, the better option there if, if both are completely yeah. healthy. And you can even go further down the line and say something, somebody like Willie Cauley-Stein. If he's getting four games and somebody like Miles Turner is getting two games, you know, I think I can make an argument that you should probably be playing Willie Cauley-Stein. So that leads into the fourth point here, which is don't be afraid to bench a player you've locked in all season long. Again, it's about the numbers. It's about the games played. So when you're adding up the average counting stats per game, uh, don't be afraid to put a big name on the bench, especially if we're talking about Warriors right now who just have no incentive to play. Um, so you can go into a, a head-to-head matchup with Curry on your bench and win. It's okay. It's okay to leave your best player on the bench if the numbers make sense. Again, it's really hard for me to go into too much detail because the situation is going to be different for everybody out there. But just you know, it's okay to leave your best player on the bench if the numbers make sense. Well, and so this is almost our <clears throat> weekly public service announcement. Rotowire subscribers. Please go to the NBA section. I think this week's rebound rant is just going to be a highlight of the upcoming games page. Um, Rotowire subscribers, go to the NBA page within Rotowire. Scroll down to the footer, and the, uh, all the way to the right, you'll see the link, Upcoming Games. It shows it for every team. Keep that browser up. Open a second browser. Look at all your free agent options. Um, uh, you know, the, the, Figure out the dates. You put the date range in shows you all the upcoming games going on for uh the rest of the season for everybody uh and then you'll know who what free agents to focus on which to ignore uh as you make your playoff run all right ken there's an so final point here on head-to-head playoff strategy there's an old adage in sports take one game at a time or one week of preparation in time and for fantasy sports that is garbage don't listen to that coach speak okay you should look ahead. Ken kind of, you know, he started talking about this a little while ago. Um, you can look ahead at your your potential next oppo- opponent. And if they have a major weakness or something that you can exploit, if you've got reserve spots to play around with, maybe you preemptively pick somebody up um, that you have in mind to play next week. Now, of course, you need to win the first week to get to the next week and so on and so and so forth. But, you know, really smart fantasy players are not just playing for this week in head-to-head. They're preparing for the next week. So um, let me give an example of in football because that seems to be where it's easiest to relay it. If, if I have somebody that in the semifinals of my playoffs is going up against the Browns, well, I kind of want that player, and I'm going to stash him on my bench because he's going to become a really valuable asset for the semifinals. When I'm in the quarterfinals of the playoffs, I might not use him. I might bench that player for the quarterfinals, but all of a sudden he became all the more valuable in the semifinals. So you can take that example and use it to your advantage um, when it comes to basketball. What that most likely means is I've got a guy in the semifinals playing four games this week when a lot of my other players are playing only two games. Um, so that would be kind of what I would use. Maybe not necessarily the matchups head to head. It's not quite the same with football, but games played certainly important. So look ahead. You map things out without compromising too much the week you're playing in. 
Here's one way to look ahead if you uh, have bench spots, especially if your league does not have IL spaces to reserve injured guys, is Kevin Love on your free agent waiver wire. He's supposed to come back the 23rd, DJ. For my league, that means he's going to get two games in before our championship season. I do have IL spots. I do have Love on my playoff team. But uh, are there any other big names? You mentioned Kawhi Leonard earlier in the pod. Who are injured guys that might be on that free agent wire that it would have to play, especially on the out west, to make sure their team makes it? Uh, well, I'll stick out east for now. The, the big name that comes to my mind is John Wall. Uh, John Wall certainly could have been dropped in a lot of leagues. Um, when I'm in head-to-head, and I don't know if I've said this over the course of this season, Ken, but in head-to-head leagues, as soon as I know I'm going to make the playoffs where it seems pretty obvious, I start grabbing all those guys um, if, if you're able to. Because you know, in some leagues that we're in, you're not able to pick up a player until they come back and play one game. But in the majority of the leagues I play in, that's not the case. You can pick up a player who's injured. Um, so I'll end the season with a magnificent roster um, because teams are too short-minded. And in head-to-heads, it, it really only matters in the last month of the season. So I'll end up with a ridiculous roster where i've got all the guys i drafted and then toss in kevin love toss in john wall um i was more patient on guys like uh levine and more patient on you know next year uh Christoph porzingis will be like that jabari parker was like that this year so um you might be a little too late to the party because people have probably wised up um with this in mind but over the course of the head-to-head season if you feel like you're gonna make the playoffs don't be afraid to pick up guys like kevin love john wall and just stash them maybe you'll only use them in the finals um, but you'll have an absolutely stacked roster in the finals of your head-to-head so any last words of wisdom here ken before we move on well i would i throw out uh, check to see this is more for deeper leagues uh but check to see if reggie jackson's out there coming back this one. week yeah um pistons desperate to make the playoffs they're not um probably gonna play the heck out of them uh since i think for all intents and purposes they're gonna try to deal in this offseason but uh uh no i I'll, I'll end with reggie jackson as my uh uh last bit of advice uh, DJ, I believe you have some exciting news about DraftKings and RotoWire for us. We do. We have a special offer for RotoWire podcast listeners, courtesy of DraftKings. We're offering a free six month RotoWire subscription to new DraftKings users. Here's what you have to do to take advantage of the offer. First, create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of at least $10. Then you get a six month. Oh, whoop, whoop. sorry. Wait, oh. wait. Say that again, DJ. All right, let's backtrack here. Make your first. first, you create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of at least $10. Then you get a six-month RotoWire membership for free. Of course, you also receive a free $3 ticket for a one-day fantasy sports contest deposited directly into your account. And then perhaps most importantly, you play for a shot at winning big cash prizes here's what to do all you have to do is visit draftkings.com forward slash rotowire dash 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today it's a long one so let me repeat it here visit draftkings.com forward slash rotowire dash 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today a little loose on the whistle there k train it's it's, it's tough when there's <laughs> I only know, two I didn't of us bu- usually I we didn't can want to violate 
Go ahead. <laughs> I, just, I didn't want to violate our DraftKings contract. I know they have the K Train whistle. I specifically asked for the whistle. Oh, yes. I've had to burn the DraftKings logo into my giant wood train whistle here <laughs> as part of our agreement, which we're happy to do. Happy we to are do. happy. Sell out the horn. But yeah, boy, I was all, I was, I was. Moving on to my old man rant and uh, literally asleep at the switch there. Yeah, when it, I mean this should be obvious, but when, when you have three people, you've got more time to you know take a sip of your coffee, maybe <laughs> cough, cough to the side. There's there's no downtime when there's only two of us. We, we got to be on our game right. here. Um, I, I've, I've I've been caught with a coffee in my mouth with you asking me a question, thinking Shannon was going to be to my right answering um, so far. But we're almost done, Katrina. I think we we've, we've done a good job here. Um, why don't you give us your old man rant? Uh, Celtic injuries. This is not fair. We have the best GM in the NBA and Danny Ainge. He's put together an awesome roster and we're being completely undermined by injuries. We can't do anything about Gordon Hayward. Game one breaks his ankle out for the year. Now Marcus smart screws up his thumb in a play I've seen 20 times and I still can't figure out how he hurt his thumb. He's probably, we're going to find out next week, but he's probably out for the year and he's not taking any chances because he's going into a contract summer. We got Kyrie Irving with a knee issue. Now they've already said he's going to need surgery at the end of the year. So he's going to be hobbled for the rest of the season. Uh, one of my favorites, Daniel Tice, the young German rookie. He just had surgery on his knee. He's now out for the year. Jalen Brown with a concussion landing on his back and head on that ugly dunk. He's probably out for another week. We've missed Al Horford for a couple of games with some mysterious illness. We hope he returns tonight. We're not sure. We can't even stay healthy in the G League. Two-way contract Jabari Bird is out with back issues. Wah! Wah! Wow. Thank goodness. I don't have any insights here. I'm just crying and whining. <laughs> Thank goodness we have a Boston sports fan that's willing to put their emotion on the line and complain <laughs> over airwaves because Lord knows there's not enough Boston sports fans getting on a telephone or a microphone complaining about their awesome sports team. So thanks, Ken. Finally, finally a Boston fan with a podcast. Yeah. It, it took so long for that to happen. Yeah, people out in Salt Lake City are cursing into their, their headsets right, right now. Um, but yeah, that's how you feel, Ken. That's your segment. You've certainly earned it. So uh, I understand the sentiment. Uh, let's move into our Friday DraftKings plays. Another team that's injury depleted, but gets absolutely no, no, um, no affection for me. Yeah. Uh, nobody cares really that they're that hurt uh, because they're stacked to begin with, and that's the Warriors. And I think a lot of people are going to be starting their lineups while first looking at this Warriors team tonight on DraftKings. So here's the situation, as Ken already told us at the beginning of the pod. Draymond Green might be the only legitimate NBA player uh, active tonight. If Kevin Durant is activated, I think he is just as much of a plug-and-play option as he's been over the last week. Um, he is the top dollar figure tonight at eleven thousand eight hundred. He's an easy play. Scrap those dinner plans. Scrap those dinner plans if you're thinking of playing Durant tonight, because you got to know. Yep, you, you got to know. Right up to lineup lock. You need to stay locked into RotoWire's breaking news. Our lineups. Once we greenlit the greenlit those lineups, you'll know whether or not you can play Durant or not. He's the most expensive. Ignore your spouse. Board. Be prepared to ignore your spouse. <laughs> ignore your family. Friday night. This is more important. Friday night. Stay home. 
Watch the wire here with us at Rotowire. Um, that's you can where date you date in the off season. <laughs> you can date in the off season. I love it. Uh, so Ken, you're a little more willing to use some other warriors. I am not. I can understand using Draymond Green at eighty six hundred dollars, but it looks like that you might be leaning towards another warrior player tonight. <laughs> another warrior. Where Shannon McEwen should really be on the pod to yell at me for this. <laughs> we got to get um, it in while he's gone. Got to get it in while he's gone. Nick Young is only 4,000. He's going to start. Clay Thompson's thumb is broken. Nick Young is going to start. And what's the one thing we know about Nick Young? He ain't shy about gunning it. He is going to catch and shoot. Draymond Green could be wide open under the basket for an easy dunk. And and Nick Young is going to take that double pump three-pointer. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's shameless. He is and at 4,000, starting for the Warriors, uh, I got to do it. I mean, I, I hate Nick Young. I hate how he posts <clears throat> stupid stuff about his rapping girlfriend. I'm too old to even comment on this, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I loathe the Kings defense. The Kings defense, the, uh, you know, it doesn't matter that the Warriors are putting up five uh, or four uh, G league guys and Draymond green, possibly they're still going to run and score like crazy against the Kings. So I can't resist Nick young. Damn you, Nick young. <laughs> Not the first person who's cried out to the heavens. Damn you, Nick young. Um, so here, here's a good test case to look at what Nick young could potentially do tonight. Um, the, Heat were just in Sacramento uh, playing the Kings, and Wayne Ellington, three-point specialist for the Heat, was able to jack up and make six three-pointers. He attempted 17 three-pointers, 17 (laughs) three-pointers against the Kings, and the Kings traditionally have been the worst at defending the three-point shot over the last few years, not even just just this year, over the last few years. Uh, I think Nick Young could go out there and, and, and put up 10, 15 threes just like Wayne Ellington did. He'll hit value. Well, and also and, and also Young starting on the 14th, uh, that's Tuesday, against the Lakers. He jacked 13 uh, shot attempts himself, mm-hmm. including eight three-point field goals. I, like I said, not shy. So he's coming off an 18-point uh, I forget what the fantasy points were, but he's coming off an 18 regular point. 27.25. So at at $3,200, he definitely met value. He's at 4000 now, so he needs to do a little bit better for us to like it. But, you know, Nick Young is kind of like an inside joke with the Warriors. They they want him to go out there and have a big right. game in a similar way that they were, they were they'll feed Clay Thompson just to see how many he can put up. You know, it's kind of fun with the, the humdrum of the regular season to go out there and see Nick Young drop 30 points. So if he if he catches fire, they will have no problem just passing him the ball, passing him the ball and letting him attempt, uh, you know, maybe even 20 shots tonight because the Kings are that type of defense where Nick Young likes to prey on. So I think it's a good play, I, Ken. I like 1, Bogdanovich. I like Bogdanovich, but the season clearly over for the Kings. If you watch tonight's game closely, you can see Bogdanovich on his laptop trying to look for flight deals back to Europe. He's going to be like, hmm, Expedia. Oh, is Nick Young shooting? I'm sorry. I'm trying to work on some flight uh, flights options. Speaking of the Kings, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, Bogdanovich's teammate. He's $6,200 tonight. He's been kind of flying under the radar. He, he missed some time with some injuries, but I love his cross-category production. Yes, he can go out there and get you 15 and 10. That, that's a given. He certainly can do that, especially playing as many minutes as he's been playing. 
But what he can also do is go out there and get you five combined steals and blocks, which is going to you know be a nice extra 10 fantasy points onto that 15 and 10. So he's been flying under the radar, but he's been seeing enough minutes where at $6,200, he can meet and surpass value tonight and moving forward this season. And 6200 relatively cheap. I'm going to stay really cheap. You know, Nick Long is 4000 My other discount bargain, veteran. And, you know, as an old guy, I lean to the veterans. Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, if you haven't noticed, I know you have, DJ, because it's your Thunder. He's what, what has he started the last five or six games for the Thunder? He's play, uh, last few games, last four games, he's played over 28 minutes. It's only 4400 against a terrible Clipper defense. Uh, I really like Corey Brewer. Uh, at 4,400, especially they play small ball too. Gonna be jacking a lot of threes. He's played at least 30 minutes the last three games. That's something to like. Uh, nice wing option for the Thunder, and and at that price, yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to that play, Ken, at all. Um, you've got a more expensive play, and in fact, uh, your most expensive option you have tonight is who? Ben Simmons, 8,800 against Brooklyn. They always we've been loving the Brooklyn pace of play all season long. Um, but Ben Simmons, 41 fantasy points the last 10. Uh, I like Sarge at center too, but uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, 88 to 100. Uh, I just like the value for probably locking in a mid-40s fantasy point. Yeah, Nine. over his last two games, he's gotten you 45 and 47 and a half. Uh, $8,800. He, he certainly is capable of, of reaching $9,000. Um, you know, his, his price has been on the rise. Uh, he's basically vacillated in that $8,000 range, but $8,800, he, he can meet and surpass value. You've got one more Simmons here before we get out of here, Ken, to talk about. Yeah, Jonathan Simmons, another veteran, is, uh, as far as the Magic go, red hot. Uh, he's still only at 6100 but red hot for the Magic, playing a woefully beat up, normally good defensive Celtics team, but, uh, you know, I might get a 10-day contract tonight for the Celtics. They've got so many injuries. Uh, he's had 34-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. I'm in for Jonathan Simmons. I, I, one piece I, forgot, I left out of my rant, I came within seconds of buying a Rotowire sponsors product, our good friends at ZipChair.com, where you can get awesome sports logos on a sweet black leather recliner with cup holders. So close to getting the Celtics uh, version of that until the double OT law. I was actually like almost <laughs> ordering it. And then they, the, that double OT loss against the Wizards. I'm still going to get it, but I put it off for a week because I was just so emotionally crushed over that Wizards uh, loss. Wizards are coming off a of back to back. All our, Shane Larkin's getting 110 minutes. <laughs> uh, I think Rozier took 78 shots. And we, 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 we let it. We were up 20 in the first half. We let it slip away, but right. zipchair.com, I will be coming back. All right, Ken. What's your next Your, your old man rant is over, Ken. You've let it. <laughs> you're letting it linger. I want to talk about Jonathan Simmons just very quickly. It can be hard yeah, for please. some of you to stomach $6,100. That would be the most expensive price he's had in a couple months, I think. He got up to $6,000 earlier this week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like Ken said, 46 and a half, 39 and 35. He's deserving of $6,100. Not quite getting him at the bargain that you would be normally. Um, but, Ken, I think that was a good rundown of a few different price points. 
You should probably start your lineup looking at the Warriors and what they're going to do and then work around from there. Let's move on to Ken's mispronounced names. I would say that he did better than when Shannon is here. So uh, maybe we'll forever I have thought to... I got Nurkic right. I thought I got Nurkic right. Well, what did here's I say? the thing. I mean, I... per usual, you do get it right like 90% of the time, but you say names so often that you usually mess up one out of the 10 names. So you said... I'm foolishly repeating. Foolishly yeah, repeating foolishly. names that I can't handle you need to say it once and sail into the sunset on, on the one <laughs> but when you start thinking of other points you lose the actual pronunciation of the name so yeah. you like this I get is all worked up i start sweating i'm spitting all over my monitor i have to clean my monitor after every podcast <laughs> it's disgusting so you said nursich instead of nurkich after getting nurkich uh, right maybe eight times uh, so that's uh, just kind of how it goes with you um but you know what one is. one is better than most podcasts so i would highly advise you not to say anybody else's <laughs> names before we get out of here uh thanks so much for joining us here on the roadwire fantasy basketball podcast presented by DraftKings. keep it clean here ken but get us out of here we're going to go to Hall of Famer and big three baller, Allen Iverson. Uh, and before we say this, by the way, we might be able to announce, I'm hoping before the end of the pod season, that we can announce some big three DFS news. Ooh. So, DJ, hold on for that. But uh, uh, With a nice partner of ours. Uh, but I can't, can't say anything quite yet. Anyway, let's get back to Allen Iverson, who did play the big three last year. Uh, Alan, uh, AI, in response to David Stern deciding to change the dress code policy for NBA players back in 2005, he said, quote, they're, tig- they're targeting guys who dress like me, guys who dress hip hop, put a murderer in a suit and he's still a murderer. It sends a bad message to the kids. And you know what? AI was all about the kids. <laughs> Attention passengers. This two car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. Iverson was as short as a kid. <laughs> all about the kids. <laughs>